you, Maddie? I feel good. I feel awake. It's seven in the morning. We are recording very early, but I feel good about it. I've not had one drip of coffee. I haven't had a drip of coffee in a while because I'm cleansing. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's do that quick update. Carly's on a damn cleanse. It kind of sucks, but you know what? It's actually making me feel less fatigued. Okay, shut up. Are you saying that because that's what people say? Like, oh, I've done this cleanse. I have so much energy. No, I wouldn't say I have so much energy, but I certainly don't feel as tired during the day. People do that all the fucking time. They're like, I'm on this cleanse and I have so much energy. (laughs) And I'm like, literally, fuck you. Because when I've done cleanses or diets or detoxes or whatever, I literally feel like I want to kill myself every day. But do you eliminate sugar, gluten, dairy, caffeine, and alcohol? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, maybe I'm just a dramatic bitch. Maybe. Which is possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to Teenage Dirtbags, the podcast. I'm Maddie. I'm Carly. We are going to review a movie today. Um, what else is there to preface? It's hot. It's hot as literal balls here in Toronto. And our air conditioning is broken. And you'll remember, if you listened to us in the beginning, you'll remember that in the winter, our furnace was broken. Right. So we have just really experienced the seasons this year. We've survived a lot together. We really have, yeah. Um, I have one more thing to say. Yes. Though, I mean, is this? I'm sorry, this might make you feel bad. I'm seeing the Backstreet Boys tonight. That does make me feel bad. And I'm really fucking excited. Yeah. You're and wearing a Backstreet Boys shirt. I'm wearing a Backstreet Boys shirt right now as we speak. All right. Literal. Let's get into this. Um, This week, we looked deep into a very iconic masterpiece. It is a cinematic masterpiece. It is a cinematic masterpiece. It's an iconic classic film. Let's just say it. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. Sisterhood, Sisterhood of, of the, the Traveling, traveling Pants. pants. <laughs> i hated that but i'm I, we're not doing it again we sounded like have you seen it sounded like a dying orchestra <laughs> i'm really bad at singing along with someone and i get really off tune yeah so that was really bad well you kept the tune during that i just went monotone oh okay i thought i went monotone it doesn't matter who cares regardless it was horrible it was horrid um so this week, like we just said, we watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, unless you could, I mean, if you can't understand our dying <laughs> symphony fucking version of the title. And Carly's going to start us right off with some facts. You betcha. It was directed by Ken Quapis. It was written by Anne Brashers. The novel was. And the screenwriters were Delia Efron, who was Nora Efron's sister. And Elizabeth Chandler, who I'm pretty sure was a co-writer of What a Girl Wants. It's starring Amber Tamblin, Alexis Bedell, America Ferreira, and Blake Lively. Such a classic cast. Such a classic cast. Premiered June 1st, 2005. And here goes the logline. Four best friends hatch a plan to stay connected during the summer as their lives start to start off in different directions. By passing around a pair of secondhand jeans that fit each of them perfectly. Um, and it was rated G. Oh, G, right. I also have another interesting fact for you. Okay, Please. so only one actress in this film won an award for their acting skills. Which actress do you think it was? Is this of the four? Yes. In this movie, they won an actress. I mean, a one thing for their acting. Yes, for this movie, they won an award for their acting. 
I want to say Car- uh, America Ferrera because she, I feel like, is a good person in real life, and I fucking hated her character in this, so that means that she's good at acting. Okay, is that your final answer? I mean, I uh, yeah, I guess so. Correct. Really? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Which yes. I, I actually do agree with that. The 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 sort of final scene, well, not final scene, but one of the last scenes of her talking to her dad on the phone. It's a pretty amazing scene in turn in terms of her acting. Yeah, she's she's all right. Good work, America. Congratulations. Fifteen years ago or whatever. Congrats. So, had you read the book? Because this was a book. Um, no. Have you? I have. Was it spectacular? I don't really remember. I know I read, I don't know if I read the series. I don't even know how many there are, but I definitely read one, maybe more of the books and I read it multiple times. Not like an insane amount, but I definitely read it more than once. Um, and I remember really liking it. I remember being very excited when the movie was coming out. Yeah, I think I probably would have liked the book because I like things that are kind of magical, like yeah. the pants yeah. aspect. Like, I couldn't tell you one thing that's different about the book and the movie, but I do know I read it at some point in my life. Well, I'm glad I made a huge impression on yeah, you. Clearly. Um, and do you remember when you first watched the movie? Um, I. It's funny because I do not, but I do remember just really, really loving this movie um, to the point where, like, I've probably watched it once a year since it came out. So I've probably seen it almost 15 times. Yeah, I always really love watching it in the summertime because it feels like a very summery movie. Mm -hmm. And so I usually just put it on while I'm like doing something else and it just makes me feel good. It is a really feel good, happy time. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Um, Yes, I do remember the first time I watched it, which is funny because this is one of the first ones I think that I remember and of ones we've done so far at least yeah so i like i said i was excited for the movie and i'm pretty sure my friend cat and i saw it in the theater i mean i know i saw it in the theater i think it was with cat and cat and matt cat and matt one half of cat and matt mm-hmm. and it was an empty theater and we sat right 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 up at the back and there was one other pair of people i think it was a mother daughter and spoiler alert, there's some um, cancer um, story related storyline yeah, mm-hmm. in this movie. And at the time, not myself, but I was in the realm of someone. I was very close to someone who had cancer. And so it was very emotional for me when I watched this movie. I was mm-hmm. like bawling in the theater. And I remember being one of the first movies um, that I cried at in the movie really theater. i think so yeah or one of the ones i was willing to admit at least wow you want to know a movie that because i don't really cry during movies because oh my god i cry all okay the time. i cry during documentaries because they're real mm-hmm. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I don't usually cry during um scripted movies but there is one movie that i legitimately cried in the theater tell me can you guess Titanic. no i was too young to see that in theaters oh um, well, I'll just tell you because you'll never guess. It's a Meryl Streep movie. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> just bald. Um, The Iron Lady. Are you fucked up? <laughs> There's you this me? one part in that movie where she's, she realizes that she is hallucinating her husband and he's not actually there. And she decides the only way she can sort of let him go is to pack up his stuff into suitcases and leave them at the door for him to like take. I don't know. I honestly, there's something about that scene. It was like she was so lonely and all mm. she wanted was her husband to be back. But she knew she had to let him go because she was like 
kind of losing it. Oh my gosh, I lost my That's insane. Mind. I literally cry at every movie now. When I was younger, I did not, though. And so this was one of them that I did. Yeah, I'm starting to more. I've cried in front of you a couple time. times when we watched Queer Eye. Oh, okay. We're not going to. This is not a Queer okay, Eye podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Little and Shorty. Oh! <laughs> Jeez. Those sisters. Oh man, go check that they out. They got to bottle their dad's sauce. It was oh, emotional. Man. Okay, oh, anyways. Man. Um my first note is that this movie inspired me to do two things as a teen. One, the Tibby storyline inspired me to film the time capsule that I did for my for me and my friends where I filmed our grade twelve year. I turned it into an hour and a half movie and then we buried it in the ground not to watch until we had all graduated university. And then the other thing is that when we all did go to university, we decided that we were going to pass around an article of clothing <laughs> and we chose a shirt that I own that has a, a sketch of a woman that's holding a banana to her ear and it says, I know people are crazy and for whatever reason, I can't explain to you why we decided that was the thing that we were going to pass around and wear and then mail to each other. Why do you have it now? It's my shirt. Oh. I bought the shirt and then I can't remember why we decided that should be the one. I think it's just because it was an iconic shirt that I wore. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one you wore a lot. Steph and Caitlin, they didn't really like wear weird things like I did. I see. Well, now <laughs> they did. Well, now they, they were, did. They were wearing your shirt. I loved it. I loved seeing them wear That's a weird so shirt. Anyway. Um, so let's get into this movie. Should we just do it storyline by storyline real quick? Like sure. we'll go through each storyline, I mean, not real quick. Like we'll go through sure. each one. Well, yeah, we should just like quickly like just sum up the first like what happens in this movie. Okay, right. So in this movie, let's do the really like the quick beginning. So before they separate. Right. So... Let's just start off by saying that Carmen, I almost said Carmen Electra. Oh my God. <laughs> America Ferreira, who plays Carmen, yeah. is kind of the narrator throughout the movie, correct? Well, More or less. Yeah, from at the beginning and then at, at the, the end. At the beginning yeah. and the end and never again. Yeah. Um, so she, the four of them are walking hand in hand down the street of like San Francisco or Utah or whatever the fuck they are. And it's insane. First of all, you don't walk like that with your friends. Yeah. Well... Did you ever, like, go through a phase in life where you would, like, link arms with your friends? Yeah, but not a four. That takes up three sidewalks. <laughs> That's true. That's they pretty... take up the whole road. That's pretty insensitive. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And they're, like, skipping down the street. Anyway, they go into this store, and they're all chatting, and they're all kind of setting up the fact that they're all going to be away from each other for the summer. And somehow, a pair of pants gets picked up and thrown in the dressing room, and one of them tries it on. Right. And then they discover that they all fit in these pants. I forgot to mention, before I get to that, I forgot to mention that Carmen is the voiceover and she is introducing what each of them is like. Right. In their qualities. And it's yeah. the most insane thing. It was my first note that I wrote down. Yeah. Because all of them have this wonderful description like Bridget, who plays by Blake Lively. She's beautiful and free or wild and free or yeah. something. Um, Lena, played by Alexis Bledel, is beautiful and shy. Tibby is the rebel, played by Amber Tamblyn. Yeah. And then she's like, and me, I'm the writer. 
Right. I'm like, that's not, first of all, that's not a description of somebody. Well, no. And also, like, we don't see her write one thing down this You're whole right. Movie. You never see her write anything down. <laughs> it's so, oh my God, it's so insane. Yeah. Why is she a writer? I, I don't know. Maybe in the book? She Was she, like, the I guess, but narrator sh- in the they book? They should have taken that one fucking word out. Change it to anything. Now, that being said, like, there's so many other words she could have used to describe herself that are more accurate. Because... She could have said, I'm the feisty, because this whole movie is about how she is fucking feisty and she speaks Spanish in front of this new family and they, she's the black sheep. Like, she could have gone with that, but she didn't. Well, I think that the word feisty might be, like, a bit of a, like, stereotype. Okay, fine, not feisty, but something that is a little bit more accurate, because stereotype or not, she says I'm the writer and she never writes. Yes, I would agree. I don't know how I would describe her, though, because... I out of out of the four, she's kind of like I'm the irrational one with the hot <laughs> temper. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carmen. I have a wicked temper <laughs> <laughs> and can be completely irrational at a moment's notice. Yeah, right. So anyway, they go in the store. They try these pants on, which is another problem we had because we watched it together. And so they try these pants on. Amber Tamlin tries them on first, and she comes out, and everyone's like, Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. They all like lose their mind. Like, you are a fucking goddess. <laughs> oh my god. Like they are dying yeah. at how Tibby looks in these And they jeans. look fine. They look fine. Yeah. They're jeans that fit her. Yeah. Great. But they literally are like, You need to be buried in these jeans. Like they're so obsessed. So then she like goes, Here, Lena, you try them on. So Lena play t- tries them on. And Lena is like, they're the same body, I guess. Lena's probably a little skinnier and a little bit more bony. But, yeah, but anyway, definitely. she she tries them on and she walks out. And again, they look fine. Everyone's like, oh, my God. You look amazing. <laughs> like, it's it's amazing. It's really funny. Carmen, like, passes out. She's like, so amazing. Yeah, literally. Everyone's <laughs> like, holy shit. So then Bridget, they go, Bridget, you try it on. She goes, I'm three inches taller than you. It's not going to fit. She puts them on. She comes out. She actually looks yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> like these jeans yeah. were sewn onto Blake Lively's body. They look yeah. so good. They were literally like hemmed to her skin. And this is the time where people are like, "Wow, you look great." Yeah, it looks it's good. true. They're, they're not. Like, wow. They're like, "Cool, you look good." But the other ones are like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> and then Carmen tries them on. Okay, so Carmen, she is shaped differently than the other girls. Mm. She's, you know, a little bit heavier. And she addresses it. She goes, you think a pair of pants that fit all of you are going to fit all of this? And she like rubs her tummy basically. Right. So she tries to put them on and she's like, guys, come on. They're not going to fit. And then she puts them on. She buttons them up. And then. She does the zipper. And then she just goes, ugh. And then the girls are like, um, they fit and they look amazing. And she's like, no. And then she like looks down and she's like, whoa. (laughs) It's like, do you not realize that you just button them up and yeah. they obviously fit you? Like, she fully went through the whole process of putting them up her leg, like pulling them up your thighs. If they're not going to fit you, they're not going to fit your thighs. And I don't mean her specifically, but if pants don't fit, they don't go up your leg. Yeah. So fine. She gets them up her leg. Then she gets them around her waist. Then she gets the button done up. Then she gets the zipper. All of those are big steps. Yeah. <laughs> to putting a fucking pair of jeans For on. For anyone to put on a pair of jeans. And she like throws her hands down like, ah, look, they, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. And everyone's like, they fit perfectly. And she's like, what are you even talking about? She's like <laughs> doubting them. And I'm like, your pants are on. Like, they're on. You did it yourself. Yeah. You put them on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
insane. You went through every step <laughs> of putting these pants on, and you're shocked that they're on. It's it's hilarious. It and then she's like, whoa, you're right. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so needless to say, they buy these pants, and they decide that they're going to be the sisterhood of the traveling pants. They're going to mail these pants to, to each other yeah. during this time they of make separation. Rules. They make rules. And the last one is my number one favorite one, yeah. which is... The pants. So all of them are like, don't pick your nose. Don't do this. You can't do this. You have to feel good. You're not allowed to say you look fat in the pants. You, you have to feel good about yourself. Da, and da, da, da. you can't let someone else take them off. Right. No one else can take them off. You have to take them off. And then the last one is, they're like, oh, we need a, a, a tenth one. It's the last one. What do we do? And someone goes, pants equals love. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's the stupidest rule. Like, what even does that mean? The pants equal love. <laughs> But all the other... Anyway, it's insane. It's the stupidest rule in the world. But anyway. I kind of wish that I knew more of, like, the like the origin of the pants. Like, why are they magical? How do they become yeah. magical? Like, who owned them who first? made them? What brand are they? What brand are they? Who hemmed these? Yeah. Who created these? <laughs> they obviously are a witch of some kind. Yeah. I wish they would address this in... Maybe they'll do a prequel one day. Yeah. Where the pants... The, like, creation of the pants, the factory. Yeah. <laughs> called the pants and origin story um okay so let's go through these storylines shall we i would love to let's do the first one let's do bridge 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 oh bridge she's horny wow is she ever so bridge is played by blake lively like we said she is gorgeous she's got the most beautiful hair in the world she's gorgeous and she is going off to summer camp in mexico for soccer and she's bummed because it's an all-girls camp but then she sees that one of the coaches is a hot guy and she's like, I am going to get on that dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. She does do that. So she starts at this fucking camp. And I have to say, there's a part of me that is scared by this character because of her level of confidence is very scary. Right. But I'm also very inspired by her because she literally looks at him and she's like, quite honestly exactly what you said everyone's like you cannot date a coach it's like the one rule at this camp you can't date a coach and she's like i'm gonna date that coach yeah and i'm like damn she wants it and she goes to all lengths to get it and spoiler alert she damn gets it doesn't she well she does she does and he's a little bit older he's in university and she's 17 so I mean, they're realistically probably only like four years apart, but it's still not appropriate. But it's the fact that he's a counselor or coach or whatever I said, and she's one of the students. Right. So he's in a position of authority. Right. So, right. So she's getting ready to get it wet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so We're dirty in the morning. And my biggest problem is they say, like we said, they say don't have flings with coaches. It's the one rule. But it's an all girls camp and 90% of the coaches are women. So basically yeah. they're like, don't have sex with that guy. That's yeah. the one rule of this entire camp is you can't have flings with that man. Which it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be told to the campers. Because then they're going to do it, well, first of all. just because like that's clearly, that's at every camp. You right. shouldn't hook up with leader. Absolutely. Yeah. It should be more of a rule for the counselor, whatever, the leader, the coach. Yeah, like no hooking up with kids. Yeah, and he... Or you know what I mean, not kids. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically. That are. too. Don't Also, don't do that. Yeah. So he's like, he try honestly, to his, in his defense, he tries really hard to tell her to back off, but she is persistent. Her body's amazing. It would be hard to resist. 
Yeah, honestly, she's amazing. She's wonderful. I mean, for a 17-year-old, she's there's a scene where she's running on the beach in like a sports bra and like these tiny shorts. And I literally said to Maddie, like, look at that body. Yeah, she has an amazing body. And she has this confidence. She has got this light that like just fucking is sheeming from her. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Just sheeming. Yeah. The part of the storyline, though, we should say really quickly, I guess it's not that relevant, but her parents divorced. So that was her trauma. Pardon me. Her mom died. Oh, my God. I got the wrong storyline. Are you having this aneurysm? Sorry, you're right. Her parents divorced (laughs) in way that her mother died. They separated (laughs) separated because of death. death. (laughs) (laughs) So her mom died, but her dad is this very like rigid. He's he's very detached from his emotions. Yeah, and I get it to some degree because he's got she's got he's got a young teenage daughter, and that's a hard thing for a a man to do without a without a a motherly figure, maternal figure. So anyway, it's it's this tough. He's very like you know she's getting letters from him at camp, and it's literally typed up, and he signed it. And tell us the interesting fact you found out about him. Oh, I found out that that's her real life dad. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. I wonder, Mister Lively. They're probably like on set and they're like, fuck, we don't have a dad. Um, anyway, so she's on this camp, in this camp, blah, blah, blah. She's flirting with the guy. And I mean, I guess she, we can just get to the end of her storyline where she has sex with him. Well, let-, <laughs> <laughs> let me just see if I have any other notes here about her. First of all, I just wanted to point out that uh, soccer camp for two months is my nightmare. Yeah, that sounds horrible. And, that and I- in Mexico. And well, that's the only part that's kind of cool. Oh. And then... <laughs> And I just wanted to point out that for, you know, it's nothing against uh, really athletic, sporty girls. I've just, I've never been able to connect with that type of person. And like, um, hi, that's me. Okay. You ski and you box, but I'm talking about someone who's like a forward on the basketball team. Like I've just have nothing in common. I used to be a basketball player in high school. Okay. But. And I was on the javelin team. Right. And the softball team. You were on the javelin team, were you? And now I'm a straight woman. (laughs) Now you are. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I was then, too. Um, but shockingly, I had to... I'm just picturing you, like, throwing, like, a javelin. Dude, I went to the... Like, I competed. Yeah? Did I you mean, get hit like... on by the other javelin? The other javelines? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just kidding. You can be straight and throw a javelin. We got to stop with the stereotypes. I love stereotypes, though, <sighs> to be fair. Anyway. Okay, let me look. Let me look here. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, She's horny. Yep, I said that. So she has sex with him on the beach. She loses her virginity to him. She gets that sand up her Her butt. Her her bucket. bucket is he shovels some sand in her bucket. Does he ever? And now, but this is the thing, is that literally the second it happens, she becomes Samara from the ring. Okay, can I tell you a theory about why I think that's true? This might be like... I might take this out, truthfully. Okay. Okay. So they don't show the six, obviously. They show them making it out and then they fade. They fade to the next day where she like seems pretty upset about what transpired. Right. So my theory is this. So later on when she sees him again at her house, he like flies to her house. Right. Right. (laughs) Which is insane. He like apologizes to her. Okay, so my theory is I don't think he realized she was a virgin because of her confidence. Right. And I think he might have... Put it in her butt? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just think he might have been a little bit 
more intense than right. you would be knowing someone it's their first time. Maybe. Because, That's probably true. Because she says to him, he says, like, I'm sorry. And then she says to him, well, I didn't exactly tell you to slow down. Right. So it makes me think, oh, maybe he was a little bit. Aggressive. Well, aggressive in like a consensual way. Right. And then she was like, whoa, doggy. <laughs> because yeah. I doubt that she was like, this is my first time. She probably just went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. That's my theory. Like, when well, afterward, like, so they're getting driven home in the bus or not home, but to the airport or whatever in this big school bus. And they're all singing and dancing and everyone. And she is like depressed in the corner. And then this whole point is like, so then. I mean, we'll skip to the end really quickly. The girls all come home from their trips or whatever, and they come, like, console her. Like, she's basically rocking in a corner. No, quite honestly. There's, like, a shot where she's basically rocking in a corner. I know. Like, something traumatic happened. Yeah, something happened. But it was all very consensual. Like, this entire movie is her, like, she's very oh, yeah. forward oh yeah and he s- he says to her like we can't do this like he tries to be like this isn't right yeah and so uh, at the end of the camp he's just like well can't get fired now i guess so boinky doinky <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what happened but something happened that was traumatic traumatic it was so, <laughs> it was so, traumatic. so traumatic i mean it's probably because she got sand up her bucket <laughs> <laughs> holy shit probably got so, a uti or oh something. my god so anyway she gets consoled he like flies to utah or wherever they are yeah and so we'll just fast forward to the end like i said the girls are all together again well minus lena but anyway that's a whole other thing and they're all to sleep over at bridges her dog grabs the jeans and runs down the street for zero reason yeah the point is that the, the pants are magical and they're taking them to their next yeah. step <laughs> and the dog runs down the street down these like presumably random streets and then ends up at mike vogel who is the guy yeah and um it's a pretty like dumb part of the movie it's insane because it's like how did you get her address i I, don't know well i mean i guess he could have contacted the camp but that's illegal for sure yeah i don't know it was a strange part of the movie but i guess they had to sort of like end that somehow like i yeah i think they wanted to end it without him seeming like a monster yeah that's true that's fair and like yeah and he was like oh like when you turn 20 like call me up because then you'll be of age <laughs> yeah it was. it's weird yeah okay let's move on so yeah. let's do you want to do lena now oh lena yeah lena leany leany is lean. played by alexis bladell she's also very lean and she's very lean yeah maybe that's why she's called lena maybe so she goes to Greece because she's going to go stay with her grandparents for the summer because she's Lena Caligaris or something. I think it's Caligaris. And she lives on Santorini or she goes to stay on Santorini. With her grandparents. With her grandparents. Yeah. And it's fucking gorgeous. It is honestly beautiful. I just want to go there right now. It's one of my dream locations. It's amazing. You've been there? I've, I've fucking been there. Oh my gosh. And is it what it seems like? Is it as beautiful as it seems? So you see all these gorgeous pictures and, and videos or whatever and movies that are filmed there where it's, you know, Santorini in Greece. There's like that mountainside of white or pastel houses, right? It looks like a dream. It When you go, first of all, it looks like you have to go to some weird spot of the island to find that. All of it's like that. Really? Yes. All of it's like that. And also... When you go, it's 10 times more amazing. Uh, it's so fucking amazing. I love it there so much. Uh, when I went, there's it's not often that I'll travel somewhere and I'll be like, I want to move here. Like, 
I'll travel somewhere and I'll love it. And I'll be like, okay, I want to go home. Like, I like being home. Yeah. I literally went to Greece and I was like, I want to stay here forever. Oh, my god! It's so amazing. Santorini is the most gorgeous place. The food is amazing. I would um, love, amazing. I would love, love, love to go. It's are there actually perfect. donkeys in the streets? There's absolutely, uh, absolutely, yeah. There actually are donkeys. We um, went, we climbed up the hill, but we did not use a donkey because there's a bit of controversy about if that's... Oh, like, like ethical? Ethical or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a Greek tradition. So, I mean, I don't really know. Anyway, point is, is we didn't do it. And I regretted it immediately because I was on death's door. I was going with basically a Bridget. My best friend, Helene, was with me and she is athletic and like in shape. <laughs> and she was like 600 steps ahead of me. And I was like yeah. melted on the ground. Uh, it was horrible. It was Bridget and Carmen were on our <laughs> together. And it was me and Helene. Um Anyway, so she goes to Greece. She is sketching on this, like, dock. She's quiet. She doesn't like talking to people. Yeah. She's, like, a very introverted person. Yeah, she basically just wants to keep to herself during the summer and sketch and just, like, enjoy. Not have anything exciting. Enjoy the view. Yeah. And and get to know her um, heritage. Yeah. And she's on this dock and she falls in the water and she's wearing the pants, we should say. She starts with the pants. Yeah. And she falls into the water and sinks immediately to the bottom and her pants get caught on a log. Okay, so this is the issue I have with this scene. Go for it. A normal 17-year-old person who knows how to swim, which Lena knows how to swim, we find out later. Right. When you fall into water, you don't sink to the very bottom of the ocean or whatever ocean yeah. or lake or whatever you're in right you usually like if you're shocked by falling in you'll know midair that you're gonna like flap your arms and like rise to the top but even if you don't know how to swim you will panic and allow your arms to keep you afloat for one second even for one second you don't sink to the bottom she literally sinks to the bottom there's an underwater shot of her she just Goes right to the bottom. Like, like I think they literally must have had to put like lead in her shoes for sure. Because she just drops to the bottom, and then her pants get caught on some like, who knows what, some piece of wood or something. Yeah, it's insane. And this man dives in and saves her. This sexy fisherman named Massimo. <laughs> just kidding. Carly called him Massimo the entire movie, and it wasn't until one point where I was like, you know, that's not his name, right? She's I like, what's his name then? All of my notes say Massimo, and it's not because I'm ignorant. It's because I got it mixed up with the movie The Wedding Planner, okay? Oh, okay. That that excuses your ignorance <laughs> to my people. There's a character in that played by Alex Karev from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, my God. And his name is Massimo. Oh Anyways, God, doesn't matter. So his name is Costas. Costas. And so he is this clearly older man like you could ask if this had happened and someone said how old that man i would have been like 47 okay you are always <laughs> so dramatic Fine. with 30, ages 30 he looks like he's probably 25 he looks 30 okay well regardless he is also um older than but that's never Lena. an issue in this but he's also not a, a person of authority so i could i understand that well okay i think the issue would be if they were having sex because she's That's underage, true. but they do not have sex because Lena is a wholesome... Well, I guess we don't really know for sure. They could have, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's I don't think so. So anyway, they discover that... It's quickly discovered that she is... They're the Romeo. Oh my God. They're the Romeo and Juliet of this entire movie because yeah. they their ancestors, their grandparents hate each other and had this big fight. Yeah. So... 
she's like when she goes and tells her grandmother who she met her grandmother's like you must never see him again yeah she like loses her mind she like screams at her and i'm like bitch this is santorini and it's a tiny little island and i understand that you're not gonna like you don't have to see this person every single day but she's like you can never see him again and lena's gonna be there for like two months yeah and Um, the way that she's like forbidding her from seeing him is as if he's like charles manson or something yeah but all it is is that their grandparents, his grandfather sold her grandfather fish that the grandfather didn't like. Yeah, apparently it made his restaurant sick. Right. Which, that sucks. But that doesn't mean your families are now enemies. Well, it probably did a hundred years ago. But in the present, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's insane. Like, let me freaking mac with this hot greek man yeah it's it's crazy so anyway she kind of like starts seeing him in secret and whenever she's with him her hair is down and that's true and she wild. becomes wild and free she becomes bridget she's like this new person she's relaxed she's happy around him there's this one scene in particular where she it's the beginning of her like s- literally like stripping down not only her clothes, but her um, her walls are not now coming down. It's she very... is stripping down her walls. Yeah, She's yeah. stripping that wallpaper off her walls. <laughs> so she strips down her clothes into her bra and underwear. She by, she's by herself and she's like, it's kind of like a moment of like, I need to learn how to just accept my, I guess it was, it's sort of like accepting her sexuality in a way. A little bit, yeah. It's and like... just like her body and... Yeah. Whatever. So she strips down. And it's a very, like, emotional moment for her. (laughs) The song that's playing is so, like... It's so, like, she's gonna be real. Gonna (laughs) Gonna be be modern. No, it's very, like, emotional and triumphant. She's doing this. (laughs) And then she dives in and she's, She's like... She's swimming and she feels free. Oh, it's like she's being cleansed in that water. She's a new Lena. She's being baptized. (laughs) She's, you know, Greek Orthodox. Yeah. And then... Massimo Costas he walks up. all of a sudden appears behind a rock sees her <laughs> half dressed and does this like creepy smirk yeah. and then like starts slowly unbuttoning his shirt <laughs> and he's like about to jump in obviously and I panicked we I had was, like very like we both reacted strongly I would be like no no I'm good I'm good I'll, I'm getting out it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and you know no matter who it was it just—it's an uncomfortable situation. It's not romantic. I wasn't into it, but it's supposed. Then it's made to see like this amazing romantic, like I triumphant know. moment. I would like, honestly be like, "Dude, have you been following me around all day? Like, how'd you know I was here? Where did you come from, buddy? Stop following me, Costas. Don't you have some fish to catch? Get lost. Get out. Dissolve. What movie is that from? <laughs> Gidget. Yeah, it's from Gidget. Get lost and dissolve. Anyway, so. They're in love. They secretly start seeing each other around the island. Do you think Costas is attractive? No. Yeah, I don't really either. You know who I think is the hottest guy in this whole movie? Paul. The brother? The brother. I mean, he he might be a mute. <laughs> he don't think he says anything. He says, it's okay. Wait, you're getting ahead of yourself. Sorry, We're sorry, not sorry. Yet. Okay, so whatever. They love each other. Oh, so, sorry. He's, so his gra- her grandmother finds out that they're, like, secretly seeing each other. And she, like, for like gets so angry. And she basically gets grounded, like, in Santorini. And she's yeah. grounded, like, to this one little path. And anyway, Kostas is going back to University of Athens. So he has to take this boat. And Lena goes up to her grandfather and is like, Papu. <laughs> Hey, excuse me. Sorry. Papu. Okay. That's called, that's grandfather in Greek. I know. Anyway, she goes, Papu. And she starts yelling at him and is like, I'm 
you know, I'm my own person. I understand that this is something that affected you. I'm very sorry, but he makes me feel this way. We jumped in the water together. I stripped my clothes off. We went on a boat ride while Dave Matthews played. Yeah, we're in love. Yeah. And so the, the grandfather's like, okay. So she runs down to the boat port. She's like pushing through all these people, just like in an airport, like those movie scenes where someone runs yeah. to the airport. So it's exactly that, but at a boat docking. And she runs to the front of the line and she but she can't get um past security or whatever, not security, but she doesn't have a ticket, so she can't get through. But you can see the boat, so she's like, I'm gonna yell out his name. Yeah. The Greek population is not a very original population in the sense that once they found a name that they like, they stick with that name. So there's about four male names in Greece. Okay. And that is Nick, uh, Kriakos, George, and Kostas. Mm-hmm. And she yells out, Kostas! Yeah. And in reality, 400 people would turn around. Yeah. No one moves except for Kostas. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh my God. He like runs down. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm Greek and everyone in my family, every male in my family has the name Kriakos somewhere in their name. Really? Either it's a middle name or a first name or a last name. Literally. So anyway, point is, is that everyone is named the same thing. She calls Kostas and he's the only person who does anything, which is insane, comes running and they make out. And then she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And they make out. And then anyway, yeah. So he goes back to university and she goes back home and she's a new person. Like she gets picked up at the airport and she's got her hair down. And they're like, wow, Lee. Your hair is down. I've never seen you with your hair down before. Like, Who are you? I don't even recognize you with it, your hair down. They reacted almost as strong as when she put the pants on for the first time. Um, next one. Tip Tib. Tip Tib, of course. Oh, the storyline. Yes. Yeah, so so Tibby Tib is oh. played by Amber Tamlin, who is married to David Cross. And I believe they have a child together. And this is in real life, not the movie. Yes. And anyway, so Amber Tamblin is the rebel. And she's got dyed hair and she has a nose piercing or something. Yeah. She works remember. at Walmans, which is essentially Walmart. And right. she's deciding that this summer she's going to make a documentary on the desperate lives of losers. Right. Um, so she, you know, films this really hilarious woman at her work named Roberta who, like, likes to make different kinds of ice cream in her spare time oh yeah she's so that woman is the best part yeah, of this movie she's honestly. so good and then um at the beginning of her storyline she hears someone fall well she's or at she, work she hears something fall at the aisle over at work yeah she looks over and there's a little girl fainted she has fainted in peter pants right so she calls the ambulance and anyway that girl comes back into her life uh, three days later or something with a package that had been mistakenly um, delivered to her house yeah. and so she was returning it to Tippy, and they're like oh my god you're the girl oh my god you're the girl so anyway Tippy's making this documentary and the girl kind of invites herself to be the assistant right which I I have always had an issue with this young actress I mean she's a good actress don't get me wrong I just find her so irritating in this movie well that's the point I well think. it is the point but I think that you're supposed to also be like oh she's so endearing no I don't think so I think you're supposed to be pretty annoyed really I I know. I think you're supposed to be uh, like, oh, what a cute, funny kid. Oh, I thought you were supposed to be kind of annoyed because she's pretty annoying. Like she follows to be around. She like is constantly like, what's this? What's this? Do, 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 do. Yeah. And well, anyway, regardless of how you're supposed to feel about her, um, they start documenting this guy who like plays the local 
mini mart or whatever and he's playing this dragon slayer and he looks obsessed with it so they start documenting it they're so obsessed they talk about losers all the time these people are losers these people are losers and then one day she discovers that bailey has leukemia yeah and she's on death's door and she didn't tell her yeah so she's mm. very upset because she's now become attached she's to now bailey. become attached to bailey and she like visits her in the hospital and like so I know that you had a problem with this line because you said it out loud when this well, happened. Well, I had a whole issue. Okay, I think that their storyline is really nice. I like that it's like you said, it's not about a uh, a like a female character trying to get a guy's attention. I think that's great. I like the storyline. The only thing that makes me cringe during their their storyline is that it just there's some scenes that it really does feel very romantic. Yeah. Like it feels like a rom com in some ways where at the beginning they're like bickering and like, oh, I can't stand you. And then all of a sudden they like warm to each other. And then the next thing you know, they're lying on a blanket looking at the stars. And she's like, I'm just so happy I've met you. And yes. like, it's very like a walk to remember. It is. And then when she's in the hospital, like Tibby's like, you have to wear the pants. They'll heal you. You have to wear the pants. They'll bring you a miracle. They'll work their magic on you. And she's like crying. And then Bailey's like, what did she say? The pants have already worked their magic. They brought me to you. And then they like start bawling. Like I was actually like, are they going to make out? Like this is like the most intimate thing. Um, I didn't mind it, but it was because I, I kind of get that. Like I when I was a kid. I lived on this street and there was an older girl and we became like she became my fucking idol. Like, yeah, she became my literal idol. And then she got older and they moved away. And then I was the older kid on the street and I had a younger kid that followed me around. Really? Yeah, literally. And I remember being like, God, this kid's fucking annoying. Yeah. And then it hit me one day. I <laughs> went, oh, my God, this was me yeah. five years ago or whatever. So I, I kind of I'm OK with it to some degree. Um but yeah, so that's pretty much that storyline. Shocker, she dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the girl dies, Bailey dies. And my issue, this is my problem with the movie is so, or with, pardon me, this storyline. So like I said, or like we said, Tibby is r- making this movie. And at one point she had stepped out of the room and um, Bailey was left in the room before she died, obviously. And she took the camera and recorded a private oh. message. And I like when you um, mimic what she says in the on the tape because it's so like oh. she like overacts and like yeah. it's like so she says something like she's like we're all losers you know <laughs> you she- know I just think life is all about choices you know taking chances you know <laughs> and she says you know a couple times and we were very like all right we get it it was so over the top it was a little over the top but I like that storyline anyway let's move on next one. I yeah, and I should mention that like you know, as people do when you're young teens, everything you watch, whether it's OC or One Tree Hill or Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, you and your friends always determine who you are in that group. Right. And I was always Tibby, and it makes sense because I always had a video camera and I was filming everything. But I don't actually think my personality is very similar to her because she's very negative. And I don't think I'm that negative. Do you? I do not think you're very negative. That's that's accurate. Okay. So who do you think I actually am? I think you're a mixture between Lena and Tibby because you're kind of petite and shy at times. I've never heard someone say I was shy. I think you could be shy. Really? Yeah. Like what's a scenario where I was I shy? I don't fucking know. Okay. I just think you're you're you can be not shy but like um I can definitely be an introvert. Introverted. Yeah. yeah. And then Tibby 
Yeah, like you're the positive side of Lena and the fun side of Tibby. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you want me to do you? Well, we haven't done the last storyline yet. Okay, okay, fine. And I think fine. the last storyline revolves around <laughs> me quite a lot. Okay, let's get to this okay, freaking last storyline. Story so, Carmen is played by America Ferreira. Her parents are divorced. She's going to go m- visit her dad in some other place. She goes to visit her dad, I guess, every summer once a year. And and he visits them on Christmas or something. Yeah, she so loves presumably, her dad. So, presumably, they see each other every six months. Because yeah. summer and then Christmas. And I would assume that they like talk on the phone and stuff in between. Ish, sure. You would think something like that. So she gets picked up by her dad. They're in the air, or they're in the car, and they're. She's like, "I'm so excited, Dad! I can't wait. We're gonna play tennis together. We're gonna be talking every day. We're gonna do each other's hair." And she's like, "So fucking excited, <laughs> doing each other's hair." <laughs> and as they're driving, she's suddenly like, "This looks different than normal. Where are we?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, I moved." She's like, "Oh, oh you moved? Like that's fucking weird." So that's red flag number one. Yeah. Like that's th- that alone. She's like, "Oh." Then they pull up to this house and there's this insane maniac lady screaming at the front lawn, like waving her hands so excited. And, he, and yeah. she's like, who says that you're crazy neighbor? And he's like, um, actually, I live with her. So there you go. She's got a girl. He's got a girlfriend that she didn't know about. Yeah. Right? Red flag number two. So she gets out. The woman's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to meet you. Kids! And calls her kids out. Red flag number three, there are two kids that she does not know yeah. about. And then the the daughter goes, we're going to be bridesmaids together. Red, huge, giant flag, number yeah. fucking four. She's They're engaged. And she didn't know any of this. So this all presumably happened within six months. And the dad's just like... <laughs> Yeah, I just I haven't uh, told her yet. I was going to tell you now. Hey, I was going to like fucking surprise you. It's the most insane fucking thing. If my yeah. father did anything to, I, I mean, he wouldn't do any of that stuff. But like if he even took a fucking shit without telling you, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like if, if. Like, okay, if my dad, if say they, my parents got divorced, which I hope they don't, knock on wood. I would be so mad at my dad if he didn't tell me he was moving. Moving. Girlfriend with kids and engaged now. Like, are it's you insane. Nuts? And she And let's just point out the fact that they're in a really waspy neighborhood. They're waspy family. They're very white. They're very wealthy. They're very put together and whatever. They're tiny like the daughter is tiny little minuscule. Right. Girl. They're like blonde. Yeah. Your typical like and Whatever. Carmen comes out this curvy, yeah, wonderful woman, and and she, I quite frankly I don't think she reacts strongly enough. I think she should be yes. throwing a lot bigger of a fit. I would be fucking losing it. I think when I was younger, I didn't fully understand the extent of the storyline. I think when I was younger, I was like, oh my gosh, Carmen's so annoying. Like, just get over it. Yeah. Like, is the scene where she like tells the woman, the girlfriend, fiance, like, I can clean my own sheets. I remember when I was younger, I was just like, oh, stop making a big deal about the fact that they have a maid. Like, who cares? But I, it's not until I'm, I was older that I realized, like, oh, this isn't just about, like, her cleaning her own sheets. It's, like, them treating a different culture, like, less than. Yeah. It's insane. And, like, I would have, when I was younger, watching something, like, oh, come down. But quite honestly, when I was younger, I would have thrown a fit. And now I would have thrown an even, even bigger fit. I would have been so angry. Yeah. She's so much more refined than I would be. Like, I'm, I would be so, I would be swearing. Honestly, I know. Like, she starts speaking Spanish, and then the dad's, like, embarrassed and, like, tries to, like, talk over her to, like, get her to stop. He's a ho- Can we just talk about this? He's a horrible dad. He's the shittiest and death. the thing that really hits home which she doesn't really mention until later so at one point the the son is like she doesn't know where the son is and she's yeah. finally bonded with this guy to some small degree which is insane they played tennis together for one second but anyway can i just can we can we agree that like when we first watched this 
when we were younger. Like, I totally thought Carmen and Paul were going to hook up. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some weird, like, incest thing. Like, they were playing tennis together, and, like, Paul's really hot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Carmen's going to get it. With her stepbrother. And then she smokes him in the face with a tennis ball, and that's, like, the end. And literally, we don't see him again. Yeah, until the wedding. And so she's all like, we bonded from that one tennis game. And the dad's like, oh, he's actually in Atlanta visiting his dad in a facility he's in a facility which makes him sound like it's a a mental institution it's it's rehab i honestly thought up until we watched this the other day again i this whole these last 15 years i've thought that his dad is in a mental institution yeah it's not until i really listened where the (laughs) explained to her he's in a facility and uh he's an alcoholic it's like okay i mean Obviously, it's still a big deal. Alcoholism is a disease. It's not anything to, like, laugh at. But, like, to make it seem like it's such a, like, heavy, deep, dark secret. It's like, no, he's at rehab. He's trying to get better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, anyway, though, it didn't really hit me how horrible that is because they say something like, oh, he visits once a month or something. And then it didn't really hit me until later she's like... Paul visits his dad once a month and you only come see me once a year. Yeah. And his dad's in rehab and I'm just like a, a country over, not country, a, a state over or city over, whatever it is. And and it was it was sad. That was quite sad. Yeah. Um, the dad honestly sucks. Yeah, he sucks real like bad. Like when Carmen's trying on the bridesmaid dress. Oh my God. So she goes and tries to, the, first of all, the daughter, the, what's it called? The blonde white daughter tries it on first and she looks obviously amazing. And she's like, I love you, mom. <laughs> and she's like, I love you, honey. <laughs> and then Carmen comes out and they make it sound like she's a fat mess. I know. She looks really good in it. They're literally like, oh, you're huge. Yeah. They're like, we're going to have to get a whole other dress and make that into two dresses into one dress. You're so huge. We're going to have to start over. You're like the most massive planet I've ever (laughs) seen. They literally, like, the seamstress is so fucking brutal. She's, and they do it in such a way that they're trying to make it sound like she's being, um, kind or like trying to be discreet but she's not being discreet at all like yeah. literally she's right beside carmen she's like you know what we're just gonna start again with hers we'll start again from scratch she's in the change room and the girl's like or the the fiance mom lady is like i forget who says it actually but someone says like okay we're gonna have to work on the other one's dress yeah she says the other and then one. she comes out of the change room and she's like it's Carmen, my name is Carmen. And this is another moment where I was like, oh, you're so dramatic and annoying. But now, with perspective, I'm like, yeah, use her name. Use her name. Don't, like, talk to her. Talk about it later. Like, don't do it. Or go to the other room. Like, they're talking so loud. Oh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. It is. She honestly has the worst summer. (laughs) Oh, my God. She has a, a horrible summer. Okay, wait. We didn't get to the part where she throws a rock. Right, so she she basically gets home from whatever it is, and she walks up to the house, and she sees the family completely relaxed, having a nice dinner in the dining room together, and have they have no one has noticed that she's not there, or yeah. no one gives a shit, no one called her, no one yeah. was like, where are you? We're having dinner. No Dinner's one's on looking the table, for her. Like hello, and she throws a rock at the family, and then she goes home back to Utah or whatever. Yeah, and so anyway, she gets back with her friends and da 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 da. They go, you know what? You have to go to your dad's wedding. Like, yeah. you have to go. And this is something I have a problem with because they all go with her. There's no way that they were invited. 
Yeah. So <laughs> there's so now true. three additional people that you have to <laughs> fucking deal with. And they go for the ceremony, which means they're there the whole time, which means they now have to get, find three three dinner plates <laughs> for people. And they're like $80 a head. <laughs> but anyway, so they all go to this thing and they convince this fucking Carmen. This is the this is the problem I have with Carmen. This is the one time I'm like, okay, this girl's so dumb. Yeah. So they're sitting there and she's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And they're like, where are the pants? <laughs> wear the pants something magical will happen they're magical wear the pants so she shows up to her father's fucking wedding <laughs> in jeans but it's also like you could maybe figure something out like you could wear the jeans and like a nice top but yeah. she wears like a t-shirt <laughs> it's insane and all the friends then the friends should be like you know what we'll wear jeans with you yeah so that you don't feel so weird they're like no no we're still gonna look nice yeah <laughs> you're wearing jeans on your own Good luck to you. And let's just let's just like talk about the fact that these are dirty ass jeans. Oh my god! One of the rules was you can't wash them. Lena fell in an ocean wearing them. Okay, those jeans now smell like fish. So uh, Bridget loses her virginity in them. They yeah. now probably have freaking jizz stains. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Pro- god! Probably freaking Carmen like had like her period. Someone there's four teenage girls over two months. Someone had their period in these pants. Yeah, someone probably leaked. And now they're like, here you go. Wear these to your father's wedding. They had the dirtiest pants on the planet. I would never even want to go near them. Yeah. And wear a t-shirt while you're at it. Yeah. And none of us will support you. Goodbye. Okay. And it's then, insane. And then the cringiest of cringe part comes. The dad is like, wait, Carmen, Carmen, come up here. You're my daughter. Come he up here. He stops the whole thing, which I get. Yeah. That's nice. He stops the whole wedding. Goes, Carmen has to come up here. And they like sob together in the aisle. Yeah. Oh my God. It's and she on the, she she hugs her dad and he holds her while she sobs. Scream sobs. Scream sobs. <laughs> to in the middle of the aisle and all the guests are just like staring at them like okay something smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh something reeks. It's it's wild. Yeah. And I have another really quick problem that I just realized is, um, so Carmen went to her dad's place and wherever. And he moved without telling her. Mm-hmm. And she's expecting these pants to be delivered, mailed to her. Mm-hmm. So she does not have the correct address that she's given her friends. Right. And that means that he basically was like, oh, yeah, I'm taking you to the place. Don't expect any phone calls. We have a different phone number. Don't expect yeah. any mail while you're here. We do, we're not living where you think we are. Like, all basically, this stuff. Basically, he's abducted her he's and kidnapped her. catfished her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Like what Nev and Max yeah. for Catfish should now go to this This is like line. the worst case scenario if you're going to go meet someone online. Okay. So what storyline you, you say you related to Tibby's maybe or, or? I don't know if I relate to any of them, but I I I think my favorite storyline is probably Lena. Um, only just because like I get so sucked into the beauty of Greece. Yeah. And I do. I really like Alexis Waddell and I like her character, how she's learning to open up. I really do, uh, but just despite the cringiness, I like Tibby's story with the little girl. I, I honestly, you know what? I think I relate to Tibby. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, out of all the storylines, like, I used to work at a pizza shop and, like, make weird documentaries in my spare time. So, yeah, I probably relate to Tibby. All right. I I wish, I uh, when I was younger, uh, uh, as a teenager i 100 percent would have been like i'm tibby like 100 percent, no problem um now i'm okay with being tibby if i were i'm not but i i i'm okay with someone 
were to think I was like Tibby, which I'm not. But Lena, I want to relate to her because she's Greek. Bridget, I want to relate to her because she's like fucking fiery and amazing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm probably most related, uh, most like Carmen, honestly, overdramatic and irrational. Though, I mean, we've already discussed she is kind of, we kind of agree with the reaction she has. But there is, she's kind of the most annoying character. No, it's just that like you have like an attitude that's like when you're not liking something you make it known it's not a bad quality you're like like when you're bored of a show like you'll be like this show's boring where someone like me i'll just suffer through it because i don't want someone else to like feel like they need to turn it off because of me i don't want to be a nuisance mm. where you're like i love being a nuisance no no <laughs> I think it's good. I like that about you. I like that you're like, I think this movie's boring. Can we watch something else? Because usually I'm thinking the same thing. I just don't really want to say it. So I like that you can express your opinion with no shame. Thanks, girl. So do you think I'm most like Carmen? I think that I think that you're a mixture between Carmen and Tibby. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. And you're Lena and Tibby. Yeah. So neither of us is Bridget. Okay, I have one. I have a different one. Let's do this quick different thing. What would you do for these four? We're going to change it up. We're going to do a Mary fuck kill and roommate. Okay. And roommate by roommate, I mean you like this person, but you're not close and you deal with like their, their dishes in the sink and you're willing to do that. Okay. Okay, who would you do? Okay, I'm sorry. I would kill Carmen. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I would for sure marry Lena. She seems like she's just so sweet. And I would just like, she just like would listen to like how my day was, you know? Uh-huh. I would appreciate that. And she likes to just like read and chill. And I do too. I just feel like she would be a great companion. Okay. Um, I would, you know, scissor sister oh with, uh, with Bridge, you know, she's got a rock and bod. Sure. Okay. And then roommate, I guess with Tibbs. Yeah, you know what? Me and Tibbs would be good roommates because we would work on projects together. Yeah, that's be a good fun. one. That's a really good one. It'd be fun. What about you? <clears throat> I would kill Carmen. Sorry, Carmi. Sorry, Carmi. Um, I, and then I'm a little torn because I agree with you on the Tibby thing as a roommate, but I really like Lena as a roommate. I think I'm going to do Lena as a roommate because she's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll stay out of my way. <laughs> yeah. And she seems like she's clean. Yeah. Tibby doesn't seem very clean and organized. And yeah. you know how much I hate that sometimes. That's true. Sometimes. So I would. Okay. So kill Carmen. Roommate with Lena. Uh, I think I'd marry Bridge, honestly. Really? Yeah. I think she could really put something nice in my life. Put something nice Like I think in she could. Life. I think she could help me become a better person more confident. But so could Tibby maybe. How about a monogam or a polyamorous? Okay. I'll be polyamorous with sure. Bridget and Tibby. Free love, baby. <laughs> um, okay, my computer's about to die, so okay. I don't know. Oh, God, let's hurry. Okay, rate this movie. Go. Okay, I give it an 8.5. I think it's a great movie. I think it has really nice um, morals and good point of view, and I think that the girls are really great actresses. I love all of them, and I, I can't wait to watch number three that comes out. I think it's coming out someday soon. I can't wait. Um, I would rate this movie, uh, I would rate it an eight and a half. Eight. I'll say eight this time. Okay. Um, I fucking love this movie, man. It's great. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Okay, Six Degrees of Leo, did you do it? Uh, I did, but you're not going to like my answer. Boop, 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 boop. Do you want me to go first or do you yeah, want to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, well, Amber Tamblin has a four-second um, scene without any dialogue in Django where she just waves out a window at the saloon and it's oh, really strange. And that's one connection. Boom. 
okay, my connection is you're not going to like it. You're going to be angry. Just go. My computer's going to die. It's Blake Lively dated Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, I, I hate that, and that's not the rules. <laughs> okay, well, that's my answer. <laughs> that's one degree, bitch. Um, um, incorrect. Okay. Fail, 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 fail. So, Thank you so much to my big brothers, Kevin and Eric Smeal, for our theme song. And we will see you motherfuckers in two weeks. See ya! Bye! 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 B